podcast. That, that's right. It, it's me. It's it's me. It, it's Ben. I, well, God, I don't know. That's how I introduce podcasts now. Just screaming monotonically down the microphone. But this is Hack the Dino. Uh, we're here to talk about video games and nonsense with you, our fine listener, using your ears. We're here to invade your ears and nibble on all the little hairs so they make those little tingly sensations that make our words. Well, I could do nose hairs, but we're going for the ears. You can't listen through your nose, Anto. That's silly. Mm. Joining me this week, again, is our very established and certainly vertical social media manager and wizard, what? Anto. What? Vertical? You're not vertical? I mean, I guess. Yeah, thanks. So I was right. And joining us over on the click, clackety, click, 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 click keyboard is the Millennial Falcon. The YT-1300, oh boy, it's Brayden. <laughs> I've just heard in from Spotify, they're actually charging us to put our podcast on there. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and uh, we're here to bring you another healthy dose of vitamin podcast. Vitamin your... P? Yes. <laughs> we're here to give you all our P. <laughs> Floppy's not here tonight because he's still getting rectal surgery, but we're here to give you the pee that you need in order to get through the day. Jesus Christ, what are we talking about? I don't know. Street Fighter! Street Fighter! Hey. Street Fighter 2! Hadouken! Uh, we're talking a little bit about Street Fighter this show with a new fighting game from the Street Fighter 2 devs and a long lost sequel to the Street Fighter 2 animated series. Uh, Brayden, what else do we talk about? Uh, we also talked about... All the game, well, like the, the the top games that we've played this year so far, and those might not particularly be games that released this year, but we wanted to shout them out anyway. And I've got a little surprise, especially for Anto, right at the end. We we're, we're going to play Braydan versus the World, right? But you might find this a little bit hard, Anto. So I know it's your first time. All right, I'm a little bit of a you know cruel game master. Uh, don't feel bad. I'm sure you, you you might get a point, but Brayden okay. is very, very good at the game. Um, just don't feel bad. Okay, that, that's okay. all I got to say. Just, it's not an indication of, you know, you as a person. It's not a reflection on myself. No, no, okay. no, no. Of or, course. And certainly not what we think about you. Don't let it don't let it get to your head if like like I get a clean sweep or anything. Yeah, don't don't let Brayden get in there. Like okay. he does. He will get in there and he'll he'll use the sinews that connect all your um your brain syntaxes as like a, a keyboard and he'll just control you like he's one of your little puppets like little puppets just playing those keys just all the time and then do you know what we have to do we have to shrink down and we have to do a thanos and we have to go up the and we have to uh, go after brayden and we have to shoot him with the lasers on our little machine um, and what happens then is sometimes those syntaxes, like Braden's got this really bad habit of using the syntaxes as, as like a shield and he pulls them up and because he's operating you, he might go, Oh no, they're coming up the nasal passage quick. I'll pick my nose. So if you find yourself picking your nose during Braden versus the world, don't wor- actually no, do worry because that means Braden's in there and he's just ticking away at your, your, um, your, your memories. So what you're saying is he likes to go through the rear for a frontal assault. No, no, we go through the rear. Right. Okay. I got it. That's why. Floppy's not here. Because he keeps going through the rear? We read him. (laughs) And that's my favourite Magic School Bus episode. (laughs) But first, (laughs) Anto, uh, what would you like to talk about? 
Uh, well, in a pre-designed run sheet. Yeah, it's not. It's not pre-designed. We're just we're, we're winging it. We're professionals. We're coming up with this on the fly, I'm right? I'm professional. Something. Um, socials. Um, hackfordonor.com. Like you can find all of our stuff there. Um, the website basically has all of the social media that we're on, including the YouTube channel, podcast links, everything you need if you can't get enough of us every fortnight. Or yeah. Um, so we're on. Look at how accessible that yeah, is. Yeah, Brendan's got it on so screen. Simple. Even easier. There's no. Oh, I need to put some dancing gifs on there or something. <laughs> like it's an old GeoCities. Oh, I want a GeoCities site so GeoCities bad. Pages were so cool. I so badly want to get one. I remember one time uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine, her younger brother, made a GeoCities page and he put a secret page there hidden so no one can find it where he put all these secrets. And it was just basic HTML, so the link was like a full stop that had the underscore under it. <laughs> <laughs> was a link. I said, it's right there, dude. And he went, uh, uh. I was like, yeah. He's footloose background music, apparently. And I dumped his sister. Damn. Yeah, that's right. Hardcore. Yeah. And I flew to the moon. So you found his secrets, dumped his sister, and flew to the moon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, what else can they do? Uh, you can find all of our stuff independently on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Aiden, can you still go the to like the is on Spotify, iTunes, basically anywhere you can find good podcasts like ours. Um, yeah, you should just literally <laughs> go everywhere. Like ours, as we look at old GeoCities pages. <laughs> I don't know. If, can you still find these archived? Because like I had oh, yeah. one for emulation. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the ago. in the Wayback Machine you can probably access them. Yeah, is GeoCities mm. still around? I don't think so. Mm. I think Yahoo is a shell of its former self now. Can we buy GeoCities? Stephen King on the net. <laughs> what? <laughs> had a spooky ghost. A boo ghost. Anyway, uh, yeah, hackthedino.com. Go there, subscribe to us, yes. like, leave a, leave comments and likes. And because, um, you know, ego. <laughs> Come on, man. Or person. My man's just a descriptor. I didn't, it's just an all income. Dude, general. Hey, guess what? <laughs> um, uh, there, there's going to be a new fighting game from the Street Fighter 2 devs. This was uh, brought to my attention by a triple indie in our Discord, which you can join as well by going to hackthedino.com. Uh, but Street Fighter 2's core team is getting back together to make a brand new fighting game. Quote, in a three-part video series, the trio discuss their ideas, plans, and goals to craft what they want to be a parody of Street Fighter 2. Okamoto wants it to be so much of a parody that he wants to call it something like Super Parody Fighter 2X or Street Fight 2, which they could potentially get the rights from Bandai Namco from. Uh, see, I'd want to call it Fighting Street. Yeah, Fighting Street 2 would be a good one. That'd be awesome. I'd Yeah, I'd pop for that. Yeah. Uh, they even joke about trying to get the rights to the likeness of Mike Tyson, since he may or may not have been the inspiration of Balrog in Street Fighter 2. <laughs> okay, so are we talking Balrog, yep. US and Australian, UK and European, or Balrog in Japan? Because they're all different. So Balrog in Japan Is Vega? was Vega. And Vega was M. Bison. And M. Bison. And was... M. Bison was Mike Tyson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when it came over to the uh, Western properties, I went, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Oh, well, that's a lawsuit went and happened. He, he's already sued Nintendo for Mike Tyson's punch out. Yes. <laughs> Let's just, I've got that, by the way. Oh, Let's yeah. just uh, change those names around. And it, it stuck since then. Uh, Japan adopted those names as well because pretty... they also don't like lawsuits. Yeah, pretty sure they've got, uh, what's the word? Just generic terms for them like dictator claw and what was the other one boxer no no now they're officially the western names oh, i just mean in the fighting game scene like they're, oh, right, they're named yeah. different things to avoid confusion between yep. different players different nationalities yep 
Um, so yeah, I uh, I actually hope something like comes of this. I, mm. I can see it not not being there <laughs> because I think it was just it's a three part YouTube series, and I think uh, it's just going to be a, a a podcast where they sit down uh, and uh, talk about the good old days, which you know it's really cool as well. But unless you speak fluent Japanese and can understand it uh, without the subtitles, we're um, we're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. But speaking of subtitles, uh, also brought by, to my attention by Triple Indy, he seems to know the games that I like. Uh, the Lost Street Fighter 2 movie is now available to us Westerners because it's been subtitled for the very first time. Uh, from Kotaku, Street Fighter 2, Return to the Fujiwara Capital. I'm going to quote here from um, uh that website, Kotaku. In 1995, a big exhibition took place in Nara, honoring Japan's first capital city, Fujiwara. Among the sponsors and partners helping out was Capcom, who went to the trouble of commissioning a 27-minute Street Fighter II movie that was only available on VHS at the venue at the time. I didn't know about this. <laughs> yeah, me neither. This is the first I've heard um, of it. Now, Ben, you yes. know who you are, right? I, I'm I'm aware of who I am and what I collect and why I do karate. <laughs> so I think that just puts in a perspective for all of us just how unknown this was. Yeah, I mean, people knew about it, but you could never get it because yeah. it was just a VHS sold at one festival. That's in 1995. In 1995. So that was a year after the Street Fighter II animated movie, yeah. um, which is still one of my favorite movies of all time. You can even, if you're looking at the footage on screen now, very similar character models. I think. You know, I think it's the exact same. Yeah, like, same art. Uh, fantastic. Uh, so I continue looking very much like the '94 anime and beginning in the modern day. The plot quotation marks sees Ryu, Ken, and Chung Li invited to check out Honda's new move. However, due to magical shiny stuff, they somehow find themselves transported 1,300 years back in time to Fujiwara. So at this point, you'd expect there to be like fighting. Um, and sort of like, you know, you know, battling and, and showing off cool moves. But no, it, it's pretty much Ryu bumping into Ken and they walk around learning about Fujiwara back then and like doing like little tasks and entertainment things that they used to do. Then they bump into Chung Lee and she shows them more and then they bump into Honda and he shows them like the fighting style of back then. Um, and, and then they get back to uh, the modern day. Without any fighting at all. <laughs> it's just them. It's basically one of those entertainment, uh, edutainment type uh, VHSs where, where they just talk about the history of Fujiwara. So it's Street Fighter 2 Tourist Edition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's now only been dubbed, uh, has only now been dubbed after being included in the 15th anniversary box. Uh, so we can all now learn about Fujiwara with the help of Ryu and his friends. I need this. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like this is reaching for it. Yeah, Brayden, yes. can you do a quick eBay search for me? <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I want to know how much this is because, oh man, I had no idea that existed. Uh, and I'd like to thank Triple Indy for uh, pointing that out to me. And if you'd like to point things out to me, head on over to hackthedino.com, click on the Discord button, and come and join us in our very active Discord. It's great fun, great times, great things happening for everyone. It is. It is good fun. Do you know what else is good fun? Uh, I don't know. Uh, looking at independent games that uh, sort of not mimic, but take inspiration from other popular games. Now, I'm a big Pokemon fan. Mm -hmm. Brayden, you're a bit of a Pokemon savant. I do enjoy a bit of Pokemon. The Pokemon. Anto, <laughs> what about you? Are you a Pokemon man? Yes. Yes? Um, with a few exceptions. Oh? Sword and Shield. Didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, honestly, it just 
I boring. felt like the story just dragged on for about seven hours too long when it got to the end of the main bit. Yeah, I think once you come to the realization, and the, de- the developers have said this, Pokemon games are meant to be the first game for someone each and yeah. every time. So that's why it's basically the same story each and every time. It's the meta game yeah. that you want to get into. I like it because I, I like shinies. <laughs> I like shiny hunting. You're a magpie. Yeah, yeah. Like Death's Door. We haven't spoken about Death's Door this show. It's because I haven't played it yet, but man, that game looks amazing. Update from the eBay front. Oh, yes. Um, it, it's so unavailable. Like Really? Like nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing. So good luck to whenever you find something at Dan. No. There's an arcade cabinet there, though. How nah, much is that? I wouldn't worry about that. It's uh, 552.95. Is that worth it? No. Um... Coda, can I get it anyway? Those things. Yep, just absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, all right. I'm going to have to talk to King Kaiju because he has secret Japanese eBay sites he goes to. Ooh. Anyway, uh, Power World <laughs> is a Pokemon-like game. A uh, quote here from their Steam profile is, Power World is a brand new multiplayer open-world survival crafting game where you can befriend and collect mysterious creatures called Pal in a vast world. Make your pals fight, build, <gasps> farm, and work in factories. This is the gun one. Yes, this is the gun one. I remember now. I was going to say, if you just keep working, so you're there <laughs> working alongside your cute little pals, building houses, um, having a good time, going on a mission. They're helping you with electricity, uh, watering your garden, farming. It's very wholesome. There you are, shearing some sheep type ones, using the cows for manual labor. It's all very heartful. Then you've Whoa! got Uzis. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so weird. Yep. So nice and wholesome, but then you're shooting the bullets while the Pokemon pals, the pal Palamons shoot. No, you can't running. say Palmon either. That's Digimon. Oh, all right. It's, it's literally Digimon meets Pokemon meets Neopets meets Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> what? There's a rocket launcher. Why are there destruction physics? You know what? You wouldn't have what the problem. What is this? They're in a slave labor oh camp building goodness. guns, and then you're gonna shoot one now and eat it. And then your your big uh, Pikachu man is being a shell. So you that's just Bowser. Yeah, he he's stealing gold. And you go fishing. These people are stealing something. Oh my god! They just use their electric Pokemon to kill all the fish in the sea. This Genius. game, man. Good god. Anyway, okay. I mean, I'm in. That looks great. <laughs> Sold. So Power World is announced for PCs with no mention of consoles or mobile devices. The game is expected to arrive in 2022. However, is already available on Steam for wishlisting. The price of the game is also being yet to be revealed. Speaking of prices that have been revealed, deals, deals, deals. Okay, we're gonna go uh, <laughs> super fast, quick run. Because, uh, surprise, surprise, we're running a little bit long again. For All some right. reason, yes. the word anonymous iguana keeps mm-hmm. appearing on my tablet. And I don't know why. <laughs> I'll fill you in later. That's that's our ghost that lives here. We have a ghost in the studio. I don't like ghosts. His name's George. I don't know. He's a very friendly man. Or apparition. Can ghosts be? No, they couldn't be. Anyway, Scott Pilgrim versus the World <laughs> is uh, on sale on the Switch. It's a very good game. Um, I can't wait to play my physical copy. When it gets here, I ordered it like nine months ago. Well. Yep. Yeah, same. Limited yeah. run. Like, Which one did you get? Basic one or? Uh, I got the one above the basic one. Same. So it comes in like the Mega Drive style. Yeah, yeah, I got the one. Yeah, I got the Super Nintendo one though. I yeah, think. that's the one I got. Yeah. It's like an old with the CD as well. One. Yeah, yeah. So Dan got his PlayStation Four copy, but he hasn't got his vinyl yet. Ooh. Mm. 
It's weird. Anyway, uh, it's $14.91 instead of $22.95 on the Switch, and you should get it. Uh, Overcooked 2 is $18.75, down from $37.50. And South Park, the fractured butthole, is $22.48. He has got a fractured butthole. Uh, is down from $89.95 to $22.48. We're going to skip PlayStation, Braden, and go to PS Plush. Plush? Plush? PS Plush. Oh, those plush games. So, you know, plush games, see? If PlayStation were more of an Xbox-type company, they'd send out the little crosses from the PS Plus, but as oh, plushy toys, and yes. call it PS Plush. There you go, Sony, you can have that one. Um, you see the daggers I gave the camera then? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> you, Sony. Uh, announced they've got, uh, what have we got? Hunter's yep. Arena Legends, which is the PS5 Battle Royale fighting game, which I'm going to try, even though I don't hold high hopes for it. What? Yeah, I'll give it a uh, go because it's a fighting game, but... Plants vs. Yeah. Zombies Battle for the Neighborhood. There's no links here. Give oh, I wouldn't worry about it. We're going we're gonna, to... We talked about it last show. Go back to youtube.com backslash hack the dino and watch last show. And Tennis World Tour. Uh, Xbox games with gold. Usually pretty trash. This time, not so bad. Uh, you can have Darksiders 3, Ukulele, and Lost Planet 3. You're missing one on that show run. What? Garrow Mark of the Wolves. Uh, it's made by the guys who did King of Fighters. It's a spin-off of that series. Main character is Rock Howard, one of the best characters in the I series. love Rock Howard. He's Give my it a favorite go. wrestler. Well, there you go. It wasn't. It was Chris Jericho. <laughs> and finally, the two big baddies of them all, even though they're not bad, but baddies in a positive sense. Huh? Hades and Psychonauts are coming to Games Pass. Hades on the 12th of August and Psychonauts oh. 2, day and date launch on the 25th. Uh, Anto, did you play Hades? I did. I absolutely love Hades as a property. It's so 100% should have been the game of the year. Oh, it, it is for most people, even though it wasn't like given the title. Yeah. Like, Amazing. Oh, it's just brilliant. Wonderful oh, game. Fantastic. The voice acting's Music, music brilliant. It's just a, it's a video game. Like it's an absolute, yeah. just it's a shining example of what video games should and can be in most cases. It's just brilliant. Yeah, uh, can't say know, anything better. No, uh, Braden, you loved Hades as well, didn't you? Finish it? I do. I love Hades. I haven't finished it. I am actually looking forward to. It. I've been away from it so much that I get to start it again. Sweet. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it because I absolutely love the world that they made and the characters and everything. Oh man, I want an art book. I remember oh. uh, they have one, don't they? I will have to look at it. I um, think they did one, like a digital one on their website, but yeah. I don't know if there's a physical release just yet. Mm. I still remember Dan talking about how much he loved it and he did it like in, in 42 runs. It took him to get his first complete finish the game. Mm. Um, and then I came along and said, oh yeah, I did it in one thirty, And he got shitty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of getting shitty. Psychonauts 2? No. No, I was going to move along. Oh, okay. Because being <laughs> shitty means that you smell. And if you, you smell, you might want to get this product. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Capcom has released a new line of fragrances inspired by its Resident Evil franchise. <laughs> the three perfumes are each inspired by different Resident Evil heroes and were released on Friday the 23rd of July as part of Resident Evil's ongoing 25th anniversary celebrations. Um, so Capcom actually care about their anniversaries unlike nintendo uh who, who are just ignoring the fact that zelda and metroid exist yep and i mean we can see a new metroid game that's true that's important we're seeing on the screen now um that classic fight scene from the uh resident evil game did he just thwip away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great <laughs> oh god uh the 10 mil unique fragrances are styled on and around series stalwarts leon kennedy leon leon's best boy of the series i'm sorry chris redfield 
and Jill Valentine, with friends encouraged to, quote, select the scent according to the mood and scene of the day. Yes. Okay, like Trauma. how... Do- yeah, like... <laughs> so, um, what... what You're fighting zombies, de- flesh-decaying creatures of the undead. Um, what, what, what smells do you associate? See, for me, it's blood, sinew, and a little bit of poop. I think you're correct on all of them, mm-hmm. but I have a specific train of thought for the Leon scent. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Resident Evil 2 Leon, mm-hmm. sewers. Just just absolute pure just sewers? sewage. Right. And potentially alligators. Braden. Yeah, um, Mr. X smells like Old Spice. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't deny that. You can't... Uh, you, you, uh... I just wanted to show this footage. What? There's no, there's no real news great. story here. It, it was, it's just a fan-made, stupid. YouTube.com backslash hack the dino. Watch that. I'm sorry. Why is Nemesis so small? Because <laughs> they stole a joke from Buffy. <laughs> Speaking of stealing things, I'd like to talk about the best games we've played in 2021 so far. Uh, now, these games weren't necessarily released this year, but they're games that we've played this year and we enjoyed the hell of and we just want to share our favorite memories of them. So I'm going to kick it off with New Pokemon Snap. Um, no secret, I've waited 20-odd years for a Pokemon Snap revival. I was in school and I used to obsess about playing it. Um, I still remember vividly that the... Um, the resident, you know, in school, you've got that one kid who thinks he's smarter than everyone and people just hate him because mm-hmm. he's just so obnoxious and arrogant. We had one of those kids and uh, he was bragging one day to a friend of mine that he had already found all 151 Pokemon in uh, Pokemon Snap. And uh, limit the amount of Pokemon yeah, there was Pokemon only 63. Snap? Yeah, I was going to say. There was only 63 Pokemon. So when I called him out on it, his, his reply... Quick as this was, oh yes, I thought I'd trick Philip when I said, and he said it in that tone. Uh, it sounds like I'm putting on, I thought I'd trick Philip. Trick Philip? What a. Fu- Matthew Craig, if you're listening, you're a dickhead. <laughs> Dox him. Dox him. Where's he live? Dox him. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, oh. Pokemon Snap came out and it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, they built on the previous engine while keeping it the same. Uh, amazing thing. I, I cannot express my happiness. And of course, earlier we talked about the DLC, uh, free DLC that's come out with 20 new, more new Pokemon. The fact that they've got day and night cycles uh, with different Pokemon in it and different puzzles. It's basically a puzzle game. Uh, but you take photos, you get points for really, really cool photos. Some of the things you can do, like you can make fish jump up in the air and then uh, seagulls come down and scoop them up and fly off with them to eat them. Uh Oh, man, just a fantastic game. Uh, the fact that you can put your shots up on to be voted for uh, on, like on an online scoreboard. Yeah, That's cool. It's whole thing's just really, really cool, especially for someone like me who's played Pokemon since he was a very small person. Um, this was a wonderful sequel. And uh, yeah. It's pretty I, high I praise coming from... I mean, now I've seen the house anyway. Like, it's pretty high praise coming from someone with as much Pokemon stuff as you have. Yeah. So I'm very inclined to grab this. You really should. Like, it, it's easily worth your money. Yeah, it, sure. It's a fantastic game. That's paid in a few days. Um, Floppy put his picks in here, even though he wasn't going to be at the show, but I think he just wanted his legacy to move uh, live on in case the butt replacement surgery doesn't go well. Yeah, we wish him all the best. We mm. hope it goes well. Mm. If mm. not, he will be missed. Not really. <laughs> uh, but Immortals 
Phoenix Rising or Phoenix Rising is the I game here. I think it's Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, anyway, he played this game. He enjoyed it. Um, I didn't. I, I played played it for a couple of hours and then just went, uh, Breath of the Wild's just better though. I'd, I'd go back and play Breath of the Wild. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with the statement that Breath of the Wild is better. I think it was more polished mm-hmm. as like this style of game because I, I don't think Breath of the Wild sort of fits the mold of open world adventure game or Zelda game. It's like... It's its own thing, very yep. much so. It's reinvented. This was fantastic. Actually, you know what? Breath of the Wild is basically Zelda 1 remade in 3. Yeah, 100%. Yep. This was great. I played maybe an hour of it, and then I watched the entire game played from start to finish over the course of a couple of weeks, if not months, um, because Coda fell in love with it. She Breath of the Wild's probably her favorite video game, next to Final Fantasy VIII. Right. And just... Yeah, it was a great time, and the the DLC was fantastic as well. It, like, brought in different mythologies and different sort of lore, mm-hmm. and it was just it was a really good time. I did if enjoy got... some of the humor. We can see on now, like <laughs> they had the the title screen running in the opening monologue, and it was game writer yeah. Zeus, game developer Zeus, bumbling narrator mm-hmm. Prometheus, fake yeah. uh, news expert Prometheus. There's yeah. some very meta stuff in there, and it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, again, it just didn't appeal to me. Brain, what did you think of Phoenix Rising? Um, I heard a lot about it. I saw a little bit of like people playing it and stuff, but I never personally checked it out. Um, I was always thinking it was going to be one of those games that I would one day pick up for like a sale and then would like play in the background while I watch other things, which is what I tend to do with these types of games. Um, but I just don't think I'm ever going to get around to it. Fair enough. Yeah, there is a lot to do in this one. So There is. Um, I think Floppy finished it. Uh, I might go back to it one day. I got it on the PS5. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Brayden, what's yeah, a game no. that you really enjoyed playing this year? So a game I recently jumped onto um, just because there is a second one coming out and it's a style of game that I like. Um, it's not a new game at all. Um, it's Jurassic World Evolution. Um, I love me some uh, Planet Coaster and Planet Zoo. And some dinosaurs. And some dinosaurs. Um, I really like what they did with this. Adding all the little, little missions and stuff. There's like a campaign throughout it. Which is something you don't really get from Coaster Whoa. and um, <laughs> Zoo at all. I want a Pokemon Snap up with dinosaurs. That'd yeah, be rad. Honestly, it'd be very cool. Um, well, this basically gives you a little bit of that. Obviously, there's no dinosaur in that photo, however. Um, the game isn't incredibly polished. Um, but that makes me look forward to 2 coming out, hopefully later this year. Um, so, fingers crossed. Um, I'm looking forward to what they add to it, new updates and everything. Um, I just, I, I enjoy a nice park sim game. Anto! Uh, I touched upon this one a little earlier when I introduced myself, um, but one of the games I've had the most fun with this year was the Legendary Edition of Mass Effect. Um, again... It's not a brag because at the end of the day, there are people out there who've got way more time and patience than I do to platinum stuff. Um, Mass Effect, just it's as far as sci-fi space opera style stuff goes, it's honestly some of the best storytelling and gameplay out there. Um, You know, third person shooters generally get a bit of a bad rap for being sort of cut and paste, but Mass Effect is very much its own thing. It's third person combat with space magic. It's just, it's fantastic. Who's the blue lady? The blue uh, lady and There are lots of blue ladies. Oh, okay. Well, um, that was the one I got to have sexy time with when I was playing the game. Pretty sure that's Liara. Is it? Uh, that's, that's the love interest that Coda and I went yeah. with in our most recent playthrough. Right. Just because it makes sense 
canonically wise, like there's a lot more time spent on developing her relationship, in we, my opinion. Male Shep or female Shep? We always play Fem Shep. Yeah. Fem Shep. Fem Shep is Fem-Shep's Mike Fem Shep Cannon. Yeah, I mean she is, but um Jennifer Hale, voice acting. Uh so much better. So, so good. So much better. Mark Mir does a good job, but Jennifer Hale just absolutely kills every single performance she's ever done. Yep. She's so good. Um so so Fem Shep is Canon? Yes. So who's male Shep? What, what's he is the... also canon. So there are two alternate timelines? No, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, Gender depends on the Gender fluidity. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's really good. For how When was Mass Effect originally released? 2007. That's very good. Yeah. I'm a big it fan It wasn't of until the third game that they started, like, including FemShep in the marketing, like, super heavily. Right. But they've always said, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a choice that the player makes. That's depending. awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's cool. Yeah, And, cool. like... You know, the, the best thing about Mass Effect, in my opinion, is the illusion of choice. And mm. it is very much an illusion, um, but every decision you make, to a degree, affects every subsequent installment in the series. So my playthrough would be totally different to Ben's playthrough. Ben's playthrough would be totally different to Braden's, to some degree. Some decisions you don't really have much of a choice in. Um, the ending of the series gets a bit I was of about to say, like, uh, what do you think of the... the- Horrible, horrible quotation marks. Uh, third ending. I hated ending. it when I was... Oh, when did it come out? 2013. Uh, hated it when I was 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who's grown up and now has less of a oh, I hate this, it doesn't do exactly what I want mentality. I absolutely love the ending I got most recently when mm-hmm. Coda and I played through because it just works. And with the without spoiling of, anything, it just works for me specifically. But with Mass Effect Four coming out, they they pretty much acknowledge that there is an official canon ending, right? At the Not yet. Three? Not yet. Um, there are four choices technically for the endings. Right. Because um, they added some, didn't they? There were three, there were and three then and there's a fourth one. option they added, which honestly. It's a cop out. Is it the happily ever after? No, it's it's worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, worse than happily ever after? No, no, it's it's way worse than any other option. Um, it's effectively the nobody's happy ever again after this ending. That's my kind of ending. <laughs> All right. Um, Bioware haven't sort of made any kind of statement on whether or not any of the endings are canon. Mm-hmm. Personally, I want the ending I chose to be canon because I don't want Shepard to not be a thing. It's all I'm saying, just in case I'm spoiling things for people. Mm. Well, now that it yeah. is available in this package now, there's probably a lot of people who haven't played them originally who can check it out now. So Yes, go do it. It's a great time. Uh, minimum sort of playthrough will take you maybe 60 to 80 hours for all three if you just sort of just blitz through it. Um, yeah. Seth Green's in it. Seth Green is in it. He plays Joker, the pilot, in all three games. Yeah, I thought it was a bit weird when the ending revealed that it was actually part of the Firefly universe. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the firefly fly past. And like, what? What's going on? I just <laughs> took the sky away from him. Uh, I played Bowser's Fury. Or Bowser's Fury, as I like to call it. Because I'm a wacky uh, funster. He does get cat ears and stuff. He does, and he turns into a super catten. Uh, where you turn into a big old Super Saiyan cat, Mario. And you you smash the big old Bowser. Like, I really like the look of Bowser. Gigantamax Bowser. I think Gigantamax he looks amazing. Bowser. Um... <laughs> He, he, yeah, looks great. Uh, it it 
plays very much like a test run of what they could possibly do for the next Mario mm. game. Just like a completely open world and you just go from area to area unlocking. I can see them trying a Mario game like this um, for whatever Odyssey 2 is or whatever the, the next game is that they bring along. Um, but yeah, I played this with my daughter. Um, she didn't have a real fun time because <laughs> she was Bowser Jr. and just like, just whacking just your paintbrush at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, whatever, boring. I was having all the fun, but that's what you get when it's your game. Well, you're player one, right? Yeah, I'm always player one. Yeah. Well, I had two it. younger sisters, and guess what? They were always that loser Luigi. <laughs> anyway, uh, Floppy put in his vote for Resident Evil Village. Yeah, cool game. Didn't play it. I, I enjoyed uh, Village. It was a good time. It's yeah. very short. Um, I feel like it's designed for multiple playthroughs like a hundred percent is it designed to launch the next like major storyline and character arc i think so without revealing anything about the ending it does a very very good job of tying up every sort of plot point from one to seven mm -hmm. it does a real good job of tying things together i'm very keen to see what they do with nine uh right just in. to address dylan very quickly okay yes dylan in the, the chat. ending i chose was the red one because my shepherd would not have chosen any of the other endings. I chose the blue one, and Brayden chose yellow. He got the surfing Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where that was going. Good work. Um, I checked out something which I mentioned a little bit earlier without even mentioning it. Um, the Outer Wilds. Um, not the Outer Worlds, which... They came out at the same time. They were very... Guys, come on. It was so close, and I bet someone was like, Piss. Damn it, really? The one time we do this. Just uh, piss. Piss. Um, I had always heard good things about it from the people I follow, so I was like, you know what, I'll go check it out. Um, and man, this game is really, really fascinating. Um, time loop game? Yeah, so time loop, you get about 20-something minutes, um, but the things that you discover, like the information you gather about... Basically, you're trying to figure out why this time loop's happening and what's going on. Um, really fun little kooky characters. It's like a really interesting world. Um, like, the plot that you do unravel um, <coughs> gets really fascinating until you figure out what happened and you're like, oh, that's not what I was really expecting it to be. Um, the visual style of it's really nice. The music is fantastic in it. Um, yeah, I highly recommend people go check it out. Avoid spoilers, because it, it, when you do figure it out by yourself, like, you feel like a genius. Um, but also, there are, like, really tense, like, space horror element stuff, where, uh -huh. like, not, like, horror per space se. Space horror? You mean, like, but like Attack of the Clones? There's Yes, definitely. Um, there's a new graphic novel coming out. <laughs> um, not a joke. Because that's the most horrible Star Wars film I've seen. Yeah, we're going to put it in the horror section. Um, no, we're not ordering it. Unless you want it. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's like a section... I don't like horror. There's a section... It's coarse. Damn it. Gets everywhere. Uh, of course it's rough and it There's gets a everywhere. section that's specifically like tense and like... I personally was just like shitting myself the entire time because it's just... If you feel like if you breathe, something will go wrong and you'll have to do it all again and experience it again. Um, but yeah, it's it's really well-made game. I have a question for you, Brayden. Yes. Horror games. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Brayden doesn't do horror. Hear me out. Yes. So like the horror you're describing mm. is less of a boo, we're going to jump out of a cupboard, here's a scary monster you can shoot in the face with a shotgun kind of horror. Mm. And it's more of that sort of tense, 
you don't know what's going on. This could be psychologically or like spiritually horrifying kind of thing, right? Yeah, the kind of like you know, you know, the whole like the whole thing that got Alien really spooky was the like no one can hear you scream in space yeah. or whatever. Like it's, it's that true. feeling of like you're you're alone in your pod and you're having to adventure into this thing, and if if you get something wrong, like you know that your character is going to have this like horrific death. Like, obviously they don't show it or anything in this, but, like, it's such a tense moment. Like, not to spoil too much, but, like, you legitimately have to have your ship at, like, the slowest it can go so it doesn't make too much noise, and you're making minor adjustments to try and get to where you need to go without these big things waking up, and it's in this really gross-looking world. I highly recommend it. It's really good. It sounds great. Like, that sounds really cool to Mm. me. If you like sci-fi stuff, get on it. And there's new stuff. Now I'm a bit bummed I didn't put down what you've put down, Anto. Oh yeah. So what's what's the game that you enjoyed playing? Uh, well, we've we've already talked about it on the show because it's coming to Games Pass pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Hades. Yeah. Um, I spent pretty much from the day it was available digitally on the Switch to about the third week after launch playing this game. Wow. Um, like every waking moment that I had away from work or doing anything else, yep. I was playing this game and, you know, on the Switch, it's it's portable, do it anywhere kind of thing. I was exactly the same, by the way. Yeah. Like, I held off and then Dan just kept raving about it. And then I remember what before one show, Dan just went, yeah, I'm, I'm actually addicted to it. It's a problem. Yeah. Like, I, I just keep thinking about when I can do my next run and when can I do my next run. Mm-hmm. And I went, all right, I need to try this out then. Um, and I did. And I wasn't as bad as Dan, but definitely got to that for at yeah. least a week or two just oh, i'm gonna get up a little bit earlier so I can very play. much that exact feeling like i am not a huge fan of like procedural generation or oh, roguelike yeah, yeah, or roguelite i don't know but not a fan at all. this sort of style of gameplay doesn't gel with me very often this was the first game that has this sort of just uh, what's the the best term for it can't even think of it at the moment. Brain's the, fried. The procedurally generated, you when you die, you lose your Gameplay progress. loop. Yeah. That's that's the term. Gameplay loop. This sort of stuff doesn't tick my boxes. Just everything about this game, from the art to the music to the voice direction to just the overall feel of the gameplay, it's it's just brilliant. And if you haven't played it, it's the perfect kind of game to get into for this sort of genre because it's way more forgiving than other stuff. Um the way it works, like every death that you have, you can power up and do better next time kind of thing until that caps out to a point where you're basically, I mean, character you play as a god, but you feel like a god by the mm. time you get to the end. And it's it's just so rewarding. Again, it, it's more. very much like that Fortnite type thing where you can jump in and do a run in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, you can play for 10 minutes or get sucked in for 12 hours. Yeah, um, but like you, you finish a run and you go, all right, I'll try again next time. Yeah. And you spend some time just in the main hub area and then give it another crack and then, you know, hang out and, you know, you do get bad runs as well. You don't mm-hmm. get the, like, the the god power that you wanted in order to get you through or power yeah. up your weapons. Um, so you do a run just to collect the money and the cash in order to, and then you go in for a more serious run when mm-hmm. you do get the, the um, buff that you're after. Uh, yeah, super fun game. Again, it's coming to Games Pass very, very soon. Everyone should definitely at least play it once. I'm going to play it on Games Pass again. Because How cool was that final gonna, fight, by the way, with um, his father? It was so good. Yeah. So good. Loved like, it. I've got it digitally on Switch. I own the physical copy. Oh, I need to get the physical copy. And I'm going to play it on Games Pass again because 
like Braden said earlier, you get to play it again for the first time. Like it's yeah. fantastic. It's yeah. just so cool. I'm going to shut oh. up because I could talk about it for ages. Right. Uh, so another game that I played during the year that uh, I went back to, Pokemon Gold. On the old, I want to say on my old Game Boy, but I didn't play it on the Game Heart Boy. Gold. I got the um, the 3DS. No, not Heart Gold. Gold. Oh, the download. The yeah, digital one. The digital ah. gold. Uh, so I had silver growing up, so I decided to crack open gold and give it a go. Yeah. Uh, I was always a red type guy, a Gen 1-er. I do like the designs of the Pokemon a lot more in Gen 1. But yeah, man, gold is such the better game. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and playing it, you just remember, spoiler alert for a game that's 25 years old, um, that at the end of it, when you finish uh, the, the Elite Four, and they go, oh, you want to go back to Kanto? And you go back to Kanto and you go through all the gyms there and get all yep. 16 badges and they go, oh, I got it to Mount Silver. So you go through there and freaking Red's on top of the mountain. That was like the very first time any one of these games had, had ever called back to the first game like this. Or there was ever any kind of sense of continuity. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Oh, not really because Metal Gear. But mm. yeah, like uh, it, it was oh, amazing game. It's still an amazing game. Introduced Shinies for the first time. I remember being freaked out whenever they said about Red Gyarados. It just didn't make sense to me. I mm. can understand. And because of my writer brain, I always try to make sense of story. I always try to make sense of, of continuity. Um, it, was, it wasn't until my teenage years that I discovered you can have alternate timelines that have nothing to do with anything else. Mm -hmm. Like I got obsessed with the Street Fighter movies and then tried to work out how the Street Fighter V animated TV series tied into the Street Fighter animated movie, even though it came after, but was set before. Um, but they did things that they didn't remember in the Street Fighter, and it used to destroy my brain. Uh, but yeah, great game. Everyone everyone should play it. It's like 11 bucks on the digital store. Go and get it before they close that store down. Or you could shell out $400 for a physical copy on eBay. It's um, not $400. Heart gold is. No, oh, heart gold is, but normal gold you can probably get for about 60 bucks. Just for a cart. But then you have to do this on your Game Boy. Underneath a lamp, like yeah. a high-powered thing. Or yeah. when your parents are driving somewhere waiting for the next street light to come along. I'm so glad someone else has that memory. Of course. Of course. I tried to play Four Swords, the, the multiplayer for the Link to the Past Game Boy Advance release, in the back of a car in the middle of the night, traveling Dude, from like Dorset to Scotland. I did it on the OG Game Boy with the green on green screen. Yeah. That's the worst. Anyway, Brayden, you'd know exactly what we're talking about. I remember my Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Best and system ever made. That was the only one I had. Um, no, my next pick, Ratchet and Clank. Obviously, duh. I love it. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is amazing. <clears throat> Everyone who has access to it should play it. Yep. And that's all I have to say because I've raved about this game many, many times. And I've uh, Dylan in the chat as well. He's just uh, platinumed it as well. Every, everyone I know who uh, rave, rave, love it. Love it. Ratchet and Clank. I can't speak for it personally, but again, I'm I'm sorry if I'm mentioning my girlfriend too much. I bought this for Coda. Like, Talk about games, launch man. Launch day, and she just blitzed through it in maybe so. a week or two. It was fantastic. It looks gorgeous. From what I have played of it, it's very, very good. Um, I just, I want to start with the previous ones before I jump into this one. I do recommend playing through the previous ones as well. I love the entire Speaking series. of spending 40 to $60 on a game... <laughs> They're not cheap anymore. No, they're not. Uh, and Edo, last pick. What game have you played this year that you've very much enjoyed? This one's actually something I played very recently. Um, and it's probably... Uh, what year were you born in, Brayden? Uh, 97? It's older than Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's older than Brayden. It's not a high like, bar to me. Not... Yeah. Uh, so I've been playing uh, on stream 
uh, which I'll be continuing at some point in the future. Oh, when... whereabouts? Where, where we oh, doing? you know, just over at twitch.tv slash hackthedino. Oh, twitch.tv backslash hackthedino. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe if you're watching now on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino, you should press the follow button. Yeah. It's free, by the way. You can do that and not spend any money. But if you press follow you and, and ring the bell or turn on notifications, you'll know when you're going live yeah. for the stream for Sonic 3. And, you know, I'll be posting about it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of our socials. Like, it'll be everywhere. Mm. Like, so as soon as I'm ready to go again, we'll, we'll So basically, they should just head to hackthedino.com on a daily Absolutely. basis. Um, because I think you can also stream this from hackthedino.com. Yeah, mm, I can. You can. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Knuckles. So for those who aren't aware, Sonic 3 and Sonic Knuckles independently um, were... Two separate games? Two separate games. Um, Sonic 3 was released about a year before Sonic and Knuckles. Um, they split the game into two because cartridges and development was very expensive back in the 90s, like memory and all that stuff quite pricey when you're trying to put together a video game um i hated this level by the way the oranges and the <laughs> like honestly it's ugly yeah no it's it's not the best palette like i think it's because orange contrasts nice with blue but mm. uh, i'm guessing i'm not an artist um yeah oh, so the purples i locked the two games on together um so you can combine sonic the hedgehog 3 and all of the knuckles levels and play it all as one giant adventure um 32x I don't know. <laughs> Sega sucks, man. No, Sega's great. You just gotta you gotta pick and choose what you play. Anyway, um, yeah, Sonic Three and Knuckles. In my opinion, pick probably... and choose what you play. Or I pick Nintendo's games and I choose to ignore Sega. That's fine. You can do that. You're well within your right to do that, Ben. I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> you just don't want to say how old you are, do you? What? <laughs> Anywho, in my opinion, Sonic Three and Knuckles is easily the best Sega Mega Drive game ever made. Um, it's probably in my top 10 2D games ever. Um, it's just a good time. It's fun if you like Sonic. This is 2D. Yeah, Liar. Stop it. <laughs> Stop picking. <laughs> you haven't watched this show very much, have you? <laughs> I have. You're bullying me because it's my first time. <laughs> I bully everyone. Don't, don't worry about it. If I wasn't bullying you, it'd be a problem. <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> But yeah, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, fantastic person. game. It's available on a fair few sort of modern platforms now. Mobile. Uh, you can get it on, well, not Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, you can get most of the Sonic games on Switch now. Uh, they're like 7 to $11 each. But if you don't want to spend any money and you want to be lazy and you want to help us out, you can watch me play it. Speaking of me bullying people, <laughs> it's time to play Brayden versus the World. Oh. <laughs> now, Anto... How would you best describe Braidan versus the world? As far as I understand it from watching twitch.tv backslash Hayward Dino. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a... Let's test Braden and make him answer questions about music he doesn't know exists. Close. <laughs> I have here four songs from video games past, present, or future. I will play some bars, some time, some music of the first song that has appeared in a video game somewhere. Braydan, representing Braydan, takes on the world, this episode, represented by Anto, uh, in trying to guess where that song came from. You can ask any question, take it in turns backwards and forwards for five turns. At the end of five turns, you have a free guess to see if you know where that song came from. If you don't guess it, it's a draw. If you do guess it, you get a point. Now, you can jump in early and try to guess early, but if you get it wrong, the point goes to the other side. All good? All clear on the rules? Yes. 
At the end of last show, we had Brayden on 22 and The World on 21. So are we ready for song number one? Yes. Okay. I will not look at your laptop and because... And chat? Shh. Dylan the villain has been excellent in reminding Game Boy Dad to be a good boy and not give the answer away. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dylan. And everyone else in the chat, be good. Don't, don't give away any clues. Here we go. Song number one. Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, Brayden, question number one. Um, I'm wondering if there's different versions that you're going to come out with or anything. What console is it on? Uh, this was on the PlayStation. Anto? Am I allowed to guess it straight yeah, away? Yeah, if you know it. But if you get it wrong, go to the other side. It's One Winged Angel by Nobuo Yamatsu, and it's the original PlayStation 1 Final Fantasy VII version. I'm sorry. You're correct. Hey. <laughs> If um, I didn't get that, I would literally have just walked out of a show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, knowing the composer and everything, like, that's great. I'm yeah, like, he's I, my favorite composer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you had a chance with this one. That's good. No, <laughs> the thing was, I knew what it was. I just wasn't sure if Ben was going to trip us up on some weird version. Would I do that? Yes. Would I Absolutely do that? Absolutely, I would. Here we go. <laughs> song number two. Sounds like, one? Like, sounds like something from a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> not, not far off. Oh, okay. Um, uh, who far. developed this game? Uh, Square. Uh -huh. Oh, wait. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Um, oh, far out. It was published by Nintendo. Bandai Namco were developers. Were they? I think so. <laughs> if it's what I think it is. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. No, no, it's not Bandai Namco. No, it's either how, either how laboratories, but I'm pretty sure it was Nintendo in-house published. Uh, Anto, question number one. <laughs> Can I guess what it is? <laughs> if you like. Um, it's the arranged version of the Final Fantasy VII main theme for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yep. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Man, he's just wiping. That is some knowledge right there. To know specifically that it is oh. all of those details. I just want to highlight, we've got Ando here giving us the composer of the year, how many bars are in the opening yep. uh, thing. <laughs> Floppy going, is it Footloose the game? I mean, I'm just setting the standard for Floppy when he comes back, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, well, you know. No, you're all the world. All right, here we go. Song number three. That's right, it's me playing the organ. Uh, Brayden, question number one. Bennett Church, um, before it set on fire. Um, During. What, uh, what year was this released? Uh, 2005. Mm. Mm. Okay, that threw me for a loop. World? Um, who developed it? Uh, Square. Enix. Ah. Square Enix. So Square Enix by then. Brayden, question number two. What, uh, what, what gameplay is it? Uh, third person, sort of action-y, puzzle-y, rpg type dealio. Uh, question number two, world. What weapon does the protagonist use? 
Uh, he's got a big key. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say something really tricky, like, uh, oh, you've armed yourself well with that question. Because you, you've got tattoos. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, Brayden, <laughs> question number three. Very nice. Um, okay, wait, was it 2005, you said? It was. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... uh, and then, well, question number three. Guess, oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> got him. There it is. Got him. There it is, folks. Yes. Well, I don't know the name of the song, but I know oh, where well, it's from. Oh, it then. No. I know where it's from. That's all we need. It's from Kingdom Hearts 2. Correct. <laughs> Just nice. for clarification. Yeah, okay. We can all see Woo! it there. Uh, the key blades are on Anto's arm. Okay, here we go. Now, this one takes a little while to get going, so I'm just going to press play now, and it'll kick in eventually. <laughs> eventually. Eventually, it'll kick in. Um, here we go. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, Brayden, question number one. Oh, who developed it, mate? Uh, <clears throat> actually, I, I can't be sure on that one. Anto, who developed it? Well, I have a few questions about which which song you want us to guess out of this, or are we guessing the You're not guessing the song. You're just guessing where the game, <laughs> where, what game, game it appeared okay, in. Very cool. seriously. In which case, I know which one it is. Okay, so question number one, Anto. Uh, wait. Um, what console was it on? 3DS. Ah, uh-huh, I know which it is. Brayden, <laughs> question number two. Uh, who do you play as in this one? Uh, you don't really play as anyone. You're observing, but interacting, but mainly observing. I have changed the points. Good. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll go into that later. Anto, question number two. I feel like you may have curated these songs just for me, and what? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. No. Um, I know what it is. I think. Okay. Um, it's from. It's a very strange name with, I've never quite been sure on my pronunciation, uh, Theatre Rhythm, Final Fantasy. Holy shit, I can't believe you got that. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I was sure that I got one. I searched long and hard. Holy crap. This bit is the first a, time I've been owned. Yeah, you've Bit tri- of trivia about my uh, interaction it. with Theatre Rhythm. Yeah. I own uh, the basic sort of first release. I yeah. own the sequel, Curtain Call, and I own the not released in Australia collector's edition of Curtain Call that I actually picked up at Greenlight Comics through hey. King Kaiju. I love that game so much. <laughs> I thought I had one where I was like, ah, oh, this will get him. <laughs> this will put him in, put him in his place. No, no. It's like Anto likes JRPGs. You are correct. I do like JRPGs. They were all Final Fantasy VII because... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's why I started asking, like, oh, who developed it? <laughs> every answer. I can name some of the songs from that last one as well. No, you don't need to. But I want it. No, second Do I get over. extra points? Uh, so at the end of that, <laughs> we have Brayden on 22 and The World on 25. Hey. What is this game? Yeah, I didn't even know it existed either. It's a rhythm, turn-based action RPG. Why is not? the best way I can put it. On the 3DS. It's really good. It's also on iOS, but only in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So yeah, uh, World's on 25. 
Uh, no, yeah, World's on 25 and Braden's on 22. Now, don't worry. Floppy will be back next show with his new butt. And I'm sure that score will not move for another six months. So <laughs> you'll be right, Braden. But we have been... We have been Hack the Dino. Uh, I'm Ben Rosenthal. I was joined tonight by our social media wizard, Anto. Hello. And joined by the uh, the, the key quester. Key quested. He, li- he likes going to court because he likes being key quested so much. He likes going over mountains and key quistadoring. Uh, the the uh, that's problematic. It's Brayden. He he was here as well, doing all the stuff. Hi, uh, Brayden. <laughs> have you got something you'd like to plug? Yes, I do. Uh, let me quickly bring it up because I don't have anything prepared right now. Oh um, yeah, I would True like professionalism. to mention. A little show that I am on with some of my friends where we talk about uh, the movies and the TV shows. Both um, the movie and the TV show? The movie and the TV shows. Oh um, you might have seen some movies on the Netflix um, of uh, Fear Street. Fear Street was a trilogy that just released. Um, each week we went through and talked about them. Um, we also went and saw Black Widow. Uh, we reviewed Space Jam a week before the Americans even saw it. So we got a bunch of views from that. How did you not get blacklisted for that? But every time we play a game that comes out like two days before the Americans do, we get bloody shadow banned. Movies. Um, but yeah, we've been talking about a bunch of different stuff. Um, we finally, uh, Loki finished. So we did a little, our thoughts on Loki. Just quickly, just you personally. Me, yes. What did you think of the ending? I'm here for it personally. Right. Um, uh, I, our very own Dan McGuinness um, sent me a message uh, in the middle of the night after he watched Loki, and I just so happened to finish watching it. From beyond the grove. <laughs> and he was like, hey, did you, did you watch Loki yet? And I was like, yes, I just finished it. He was like, not spoilers, kind of, but not really. Um, what is this Matrix-ass bullshit? <laughs> And well, I was like, fair. I never I thought of it the like reference. that. That's, that's funny. That's fair. Yeah. Um, that's fair. But I thought, it was, I thought it was very funny. And uh, so he wasn't a huge fan of the finale, but he liked the show we were on. So I personally think they they didn't stick the landing on the finale. Too rushed. Uh, but apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, it was originally a 12-part show, right? And they've split it in the middle because of COVID? Yeah, a little bit like that. So they've had a lot of production troubles with these things. Um, obviously, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was meant to come out out of the first and then they were still in production when COVID hit, so they couldn't do Falcon and Winter Soldier first, so they were like, well, I guess we're doing WandaVision first. And then Best one. Black Widow still hadn't come out, so a character who appeared in Falcon Winter Soldier first was meant to appear in Black Widow first. Julia Lewis-Dreyfus? Yeah. Um, so all this stuff happened because of COVID and everything. Um, so yeah, Loki is getting season two. Um, I'm very excited for what's to come. Um, with the whole MCU, very excited. Um, but also, uh, they yabbered on about, uh, Seth Rogen a bunch and everything. Um, it's a fun little show. Can I just quickly ask? Yes. Will you be delving into the new He-Man show? I am interested- Masters of the Universe. I'm interested to see if any of us end up watching it. I haven't personally checked it out yet, but I've heard mixed things. Okay. Um, I think we'll talk about this in the post show. So, uh, if you want to head on over to patreon.com backslash hack the dino and subscribe for however much and get the post show, I'm going to talk about it, but I will just say this. It is freaking excellent. I <laughs> smiled and loved every single part of it. Absolutely brilliant. Cannot say enough good words about it. And, and everyone should watch it. And if you don't like it, please let me know because it makes it real easy for me to just block you. 
It's, <laughs> it makes my life a whole lot easier. So if you could do that for me, that'd be great. And then go home and cry your salty tears into your little fruit box. I mean, I watched the original as a kid, so like, it's encouraging to hear that this one's good too. Oh, if you watched it as a kid, you may not like it. Uh, I watched yeah. it as a kid. I had figurines. I loved it, uh, Masters of the Universe, when I was a kid. Even back then, I could still... Tell it was corny crap. But mm. I'll go on about this in the after show. So if you want to see it, patreon.com backslash hack the dino, sign up for the post show, and we'll be talking uh, to our lovely Patreons who are joining us in the chat after. Uh, Anto, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, sure. Um, well, the main main thing is just hackthedino.com. Oh, yeah. Like, good. you know, just head there. It's all of our stuff's there. Links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. So youtube.com slash hackthedino, uh, the Discord. Um, again, if you're a Patreon, you get access to the private hackthedino Discord where, you know, we can talk about things that, you know, maybe you don't want publicly available. It's up to you. I don't know. Um, yeah, just the only other thing I can think of is my personal Instagram, which I share bits and pieces and random tidbits and things that I pick up and collect, which is just Spagoogly Dude, uh, S-P-A-G-O-O-G-L-Y-D-O-O-D. In there somewhere. Here it comes. It's coming now. There we go. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's a few bits and pieces there. Probably my ruggedly handsome face somewhere in there. I don't know. Either way, it's a good time. Uh, I finally got stuff to plug. Um, that uh, Xbox thing that I've been talking about the past couple of weeks, that's been recorded this weekend. Ooh. So very, very soon I'll be allowed to announce that and where you people can go to listen to some Xbox stuff coming from me. But I also, uh, while I was sitting last night on the computer, I decided, actually, you, you've seen in the Discord, I came across a video game cover, and it's <laughs> of an old video game magazine called Next Generation from the 90s. Um, and it just said like something like, best graphics ever, or... The, the future of video game the graphics is The future here. of video game graphics is here. And it had a picture, uh, an example of, of the future of video games graphics and it was just the most awful uncanny valley looking are you ready for it you, know, oh. you got it there are you ready for it here it is ladies and gentlemen <laughs> graphics that's to die graphics for. to die for there we are that's the future of video game graphics right there and i went down a rabbit hole just looking at all because i remembered all the really bad video game art i used to see uh in the 90s uh, so I just started looking at video game magazines. You can see Ugh. on the screen there, Ryu with a broken arm. <laughs> um, and I've done like I've decided to set up another Instagram page, and I'm just putting up their bad video game art. It's called Bad Game Arts. That's Bad Game Arts with an S, uh, because Bad Game Art was taken, so I put an S on there to sound wacky. And Bad Game Farts was taken by Floppy. That's oh, why he's in trouble. Oh gosh, darn it. I should have done bad game farts. <laughs> but bad game arts. You see a really bad picture of Akuma with no hairline. Uh, you can follow us over on twitter.com backslash bad game arts or instagram.com backslash bad game arts. Or if you've got any really bad game art that you want to send me, head on over to the Discord. Shoot me up. Shoot me up. Shoot you up. I said that again. Whoa. <laughs> that's, just, that's the second time I've Damn. made that. Hit ben, me up. We're here to have a talk. And I, it needs to. It's a, it's a big issue, and we've all been hiding it. Uh, we need to see your arms right now. No. <laughs> you think if they can the Patreon, they can afford that habit? Well, you know. <laughs> anyway, if you got some really bad game art, hit me up on Bad Game Arts uh, on any of those services. But uh, we have been hacked the diner. Oh yeah, Mr. Benjamin, I got like stuff that I purchased with money. I got uh, tennis for the. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, the black box version for 20 bucks. That was cool, 19 bucks. I'll trade you a Wii drum kit for that. 
Pikachu DS? No, no, no okay. sorry. No, I got that Pikachu DS for 30 bucks. Pretty good. 100,000 only made, only in Japan, exclusive. 30 bucks. Thank you, Cash Converters, for not knowing what the hell you're doing. Yay. <laughs> anyway, we've been Hack the Dino. Uh, this has been our critical path. You have been my burp. I just burped. There you go. Uh, that's for you. And show's over. You get my burp. 